Hi everyone, welcome back to Divide It With Jill. I cannot believe that this is the last episode of season one. It feels like I just launched this podcast yesterday, to be honest. And, you know, these past few months I've learned so much just in terms of making IG story graphics, IG feed graphics, picking teasers. I think people would like a new talent unleashed. Would this be considered? (laughs) I feel like low-key a graphic designer. Entering my graphic designer era. Like, that's what this feels like. But yeah, I mean, with teasers, I feel like it's difficult because you don't know what people will connect with at the end of the day. I just have to pick the best snippet and just hope for the best is what I keep telling myself. I'm like, this is what I think is going to be funny and just release it. (laughs) It's really funny because I posted a lot of teasers the past few months and the one that really went viral was... This clip of me and my friend Emily, we were talking about this little girl who's nine years old. She doesn't know who Harry Styles is. And we were like both shook. I thought it was so wild. I was like, I can't believe this nine-year-old doesn't know who Harry Styles is. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think it's funny that out of all of the ones, like this one was the one to just skyrocket. It got like... 500,000 views. There's mixed reviews. There's some haters. There's some lovers, you know. But after posting it and seeing some of the things people have said, you know, I realized that, like, not everyone is going to know who Harry Styles is, especially, you know, a nine-year-old. And, I mean, maybe some nine-year-olds know who Harry Styles is, but I was also thinking, like, there's probably a few artists that I haven't discovered yet or just people from a different generation like a different generation of artists that I'm not familiar with that has a huge cult following and you know I can't blame the kid for not knowing who Harry Styles is you know what I mean but this podcast has been extremely fun and just so rewarding and I'm just excited for you guys to grow with me and listen to more episodes so yeah today's episode is going to be about my social media journey, how I started, what's the tea, what I've learned, some fails, some flops, some wins, and maybe even a little bit of advice. I'll give you guys some advice. So I've always loved entertainment and being online. And I remember, I believe it was like middle school, maybe I made a combined YouTube channel with my cousin. We were very, very young. I don't even know where that account is now, to be honest. I tried to find it, but I don't know where it is. I think it might be deleted. I don't know. We would like sing on there. Like my cousin can sing and like I used to sing a little bit, but I'm, I don't think I'm like artist material where I can like write a song and and do all of that but I did do like all county but I did like Nisma. so basically what Nisma is it's like a statewide music festival in which students will be judged on their performance like you have to be an instrumentalist or a vocalist and I've won in for singing and I've won in for playing piano and it is really kind of intimidating because you are performing in front of one person and they're usually a retired or current music educator and they basically grade you on your tone quality dynamics expression articulation 
note accuracy, rhythm, the performance itself, sight reading, scale playing, and many other things. And so you are required to select a solo piece to perform, a part of like the manual for Nisma and stuff like that. And it's levels like one through six, I believe. And yeah, it's crazy. Very much like a competitive music environment. And I was lucky enough to get nominated for my singing at All County, which is absolutely crazy. Like, they were like, yeah, she was good. Let's put her in. I was like, oh my God, me? So grateful. Such an amazing experience, though. But yeah, I think you have to, like, have a certain grade to be nominated or something like that. So yeah, what a time to be alive. I think I did it twice. And my recording is somewhere. (laughs) It's on a CD somewhere. I ultimately stopped singing, though. I think the last time I sung was my Sweet 16, like, for real. Now I just sing and scream on my TikTok and in the shower. But, yeah, I kind of just ultimately realized that that's not something I wanted to do. Like, I don't think I could write a song and become the next Taylor Swift. Unless I'm manifesting that in my head. (laughs) Anyways, I don't think that singing was ultimately meant for me, but I definitely love music and stuff like that. So, but anyways, but yeah, around like middle school, intro to high school, I got a Facebook. I was so excited. I literally posted everything and anything on there. Absolutely crazy. But I think that was like my first social media platform, I think that I was on. And then, you know, I've watched a lot of YouTubers growing up as well, like in middle school, high school, like all the OGs, like Joey Graceffa, Tyler Oakley, Macon Boys, O2L, like the British YouTubers, you name it, like all of them. (laughs) And so I really was fully in my YouTube era in high school, especially. Yeah, I feel like it was more high school, but I like started watching these YouTubers in like middle school. But yeah, high school really solidified my obsession. I went to so many like conventions and everything just like to meet all these people. I was insane. But I also got into Vine and Tumblr and MySpace. Like, I don't even know where my Tumblr account is now. I have no idea what happened to my MySpace account. It's it's gone. She's gone. I remember posting a video on Vine. I don't even remember exactly what the video was, but it was getting like six or seven comments. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so famous right now. <laughs> So that was a time, that that was a time to be alive. And then after that, I got onto Instagram and I posted everything again, like I did with my Facebook and using all the Instagram filters, like the iconic ones. That was the tea right there. Fast forward to college, had my own YouTube channel. I didn't really post a lot. It was kind of just like all over the place. I would just post occasionally whenever I felt like it could be like a pop culture video like potentially it could be like a vlog like just whatever I came up with in the moment but I also started a YouTube channel with my friend Gerilyn which was a lot of fun but it kind of just got to the point where we just didn't want to do it anymore and it just like wasn't working for us and I also at this time moved to a different college and after that I continued posting on my own YouTube channel. I tried to be as consistent as I could but wasn't really good at it because I was in class and studying and changing my major a million times. <laughs> 
And so I just like didn't really take it that seriously when I was in college. But yeah, I mean, like I still post it occasionally and stuff like that. And I also loved posting on Instagram throughout college. Like I was in my Instagram era for sure, posting all of the time, everything that I was doing. (laughs) Not that different from the past, huh? Fast forward to 2019, I was having a breakdown. I was panicking on what I wanted to do and... I was an entertainment management major. This major was so much fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I learned so much and I definitely was very invested in all my classes and stuff like that. But a lot of the classes we were taking were theme parks and events and stuff like that. And I do love those things. But a part of me was like, I don't know if I could see myself doing these things after I graduate. And so I was going into full panic mode. I was like, what am I doing? I need to find a job. And I was just freaking out. And so fast forward to January 2020, I created a TikTok account because everybody was talking about it. It was the talk of the town. I uploaded my first video. It was like lip syncing to Kiki Palmer meme. And it got a couple hundred views. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm so famous right now. (laughs) This is it. Forget school. I was so excited. And after that video, I kind of didn't post for a few weeks. And then I just posted here and there in February. And then March happened. And it was spring break. I posted a few videos here and there. I was in Boca with my friends for a few days. And then after that, I kind of went home, forgot about TikTok. And... This was also the time where the news of COVID came out and lockdown happened and it was all very scary. I'm so grateful that I was able to go home and be taken care of and stuff like that. But also during this time, I was able to reflect on what I wanted to do. And obviously, first and foremost, entertainment. Like I love entertainment and Down the line, I definitely want to get into TV and film and become an entrepreneur and stuff like that. But I was like, okay, let me get back on TikTok. Everybody was, again, still talking about TikTok at this time. And I started posting a million videos a day, like towards the end of March into April, May, June, July, that whole entire year. I was posting so many videos and a lot of the videos that I was posting were vampire diaries videos trending videos just literally anything and everything i was posting and i started to realize like oh my gosh like i love doing this and i remember my first viral video was of me talking about ed westwick and the next day people were texting me they're like oh my gosh your video about ed westwick went viral it was so crazy and i was like oh my gosh this is this is the moment i was like this is it (laughs) i thought the kiki palmer video was my time to shine but this ed westwick one was the cherry on top and so i was like oh my gosh like social media is my vibe like this is it i want to do this And so after that, continued to post so many videos and then I started doing other TV shows and doing videos about music and just whatever came to mind. And I was able to gain like over 10,000 followers, which is insane. Like to me, that's a lot. 
I know to some people it's like not that much, but to me that was absolutely crazy. After doing those many videos and a lot of trending videos, I kind of wanted to rebrand a little bit in terms of like, I want to talk to camera more. I want people to know more about my personality and stuff like that. And it definitely was harder to do that. I was also trying out different things like doing coffee videos out of nowhere and there was a time where it did become very difficult to gain followers and have the views that I was having before because I was so used to doing all these trending videos that were gonna go viral. I kind of went into this time where I was very confused on what I was doing but I was still doing pop culture stuff here and there but I finally came up with a more clearer strategy and that was just to stick to pop culture stuff. Yeah, I think something that helped was doing different series every week and just coming up with a specific topic that week to talk about. And so it's definitely more organized now and it's easier for people to see what's happening on my page. And so, yeah, it definitely did take a, a little bit to figure that all out, but it happened. <laughs> During this time also, I realized I love travel content. I love fashion and food and, and loungewear and stuff like that. And so I decided I wanted to make a separate account. So I have another account called Jillian Aaron's Life. And oh my gosh, that journey was a mess. Let me tell you, I'm going to be real with you. I started posting everything and anything on Jillian Aaron's life on TikTok and my Instagram. And it would just be kind of all over the place. One day I would post like a food video. Another day I would post a, a concert video. And so I realized after a few years of doing that format, it's just not working. I realize it's very confusing to, to navigate for myself and for people to see what's going on here. And so I made the conscious decision to just stick to two niches. My two favorite things, loungewear, coffee, matcha, like that type of thing, very timeless. And then on Instagram stories, kind of just post the other brackets in lifestyle. But mostly the content was going to be those two things like lounge and coffee. And it took me a really long time to figure that out. I'm going to be honest, the views were fluctuating when I started to make a change because I feel like people were so used to what I was doing before which was like everything and you know it just became very confusing but I'm happy I was able to tone it down and figure out what I wanted to do with that account so so yeah but now G Life is more for that and my Jillian Aaron account is now just all for pop culture stuff I definitely think it's easier to have a niche, but you could do so many things on social media. Do you know what I mean? Like there's influencers like Brittany Broski, Chris Olsen, who kind of treat their content like they're FaceTiming friends. It feels like a private story in that sense. That's how they relate and connect with their audience. And they talk about things that are going on in their lives. And I don't know if that would be like a particular niche, but there's this, there's a consistency about the content. And so you don't technically need to have like a specific, specific niche, but it, it, it definitely is easier. I would say if you are starting out, try a bunch of things and see which one you like the best and just stick to that. But yeah, but also I feel like 
on YouTube, it's so much different. You can kind of get away with talking about whatever you want to do. And so I kind of mesh what's happening on GRN and G-Life onto YouTube, but still keep that like lifestyle vibe in terms of like doing vlogs and doing reviews and reactions on certain things. And I don't know, I just, in my opinion, you could do it all on YouTube. You don't need to just stick to one niche on YouTube, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like you could do it all. But yeah, that's how I feel. I don't know if you agree with that. But doing social media these past few years has just been so amazing. And the opportunities I was able to get by doing this has been insane. Like, I have worked with a skincare brand, a jewelry brand, a publishing group for a book, and athleisure wear it's just been crazy but one of the most exciting things that has happened recently has to be that Jenny Han who created to all the boys I loved before and the summer I turned pretty two of my favorite movies and shows at at the moment reposted my TikTok and I was freaking out I was like what the heck is going on here what just happened I was full-on panicking and then literally that same night the author and creator Temi Block created from scratch one of the most heart-wrenching saddest television series I've ever watched in my life it was a book it's based on her life and oh my gosh she liked two of my videos she reposted one of them and I was like freaking out I was like what the heck is going on today I was so excited I was so happy what a night that was just incredible and so I really do love social media I will say it was very difficult you know at first in terms of like money and stuff like that the partnerships that I did get were through in- influencer platforms, which are super helpful if you are wanting to get into social media. Influencer platforms are the best. And it was a lot of me reaching out, getting denied, or some of them saying yes. And so you really just do have to be shameless in that sense, where you just have to just go for it and just be super consistent. And yeah, I mean, some advice I would give to you if you want to start doing social media do it be shameless be consistent believe in your content post every single day on all platforms and if you're wanting to do a youtube channel shorts are the best thing for subscribers right now like i'm not even kidding i gained so many subscribers doing shorts ig reels have been super helpful the thing with ig reels is that it either flops or it takes off immediately within like 15 minutes really just depends but ig reels have been really really helpful so just post be consistent with those i would say advice i heard recently that i think is so amazing you really do just have to go for it film that video in public do you know what i mean email that brand if you want to work with them in in terms of that and just really just don't be afraid of rejection. Like you can't just be like, oh, they're, n- they're not going to see this. They're not going to respond type of thing. I'm filming this in public. It's embarrassing type of thing. No, do it. You have to just do it. Another thing, block out the haters. You're going to have a lot of opinions from everybody and you just have to just block it out. I hope this was helpful and hopefully I said something that resonated with you and yeah well that's my social media journey so far I mean there's definitely been days where I'm like oh my gosh I'm not getting like 50 brand deals a week I'm I'm not making millions and millions of dollars in a day like Addison Rae, Charlie D'Amelio do you know what I mean but you really just have to 
enjoy the journey getting there and ask yourself like why you wanted to do this in the first place type of thing and yeah I mean I'm still learning and growing and still building my platforms and stuff like that so this is just advice I would give you as a micro influencer as somebody that's just been doing it for a few years now but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode make sure to follow divide it with Jill on TikTok and Instagram I'm still going to be super active on there the next like few weeks and stuff like that but yeah I will see you guys in season two very soon that's a wrap on season one bye (laughs) Oh, 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 oh